Hey, this is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. This one's awesome. It's with Jeremy Brand. You might know him as BBQ and Back Squats on Instagram. He's an incredible photographer, but moreover, he's an incredible guy. Super humble, super nice. A few years ago, I started to see him pop up at events, taking pictures, and then I saw him connect with Brady, who has brisket country, and I was wondering what was going on. And then as I followed him even more, I started to see some amazing photos, and those photos we talk about, they were taken in Marfa during a specific trip, and I realized he has a fantastic eye. Then I started to catch on that he was connected to Millscale and Snake River Farms, and he did stuff with Nomad. I was just curious as to what this was all about, how he got this name, BBQ and Back Squats. And if I was curious, I figured that you guys would be curious too. And I'm so glad that I spoke with him. He has so much to talk about. And I think his journey will be inspiring for a lot of people because he has not been a photographer for a long time, yet he is involved with a lot of photography projects. I'm working with a lot of great companies. So essentially, if there's something that you're passionate about, you could stick to it, do your day job, do whatever, but stick to it and these dreams can be realized. And I I can't thank Jeremy enough for taking the time I know by the end of this, you'll get to know him better. You'll also want to follow him and check out and see what he's doing. And then if you see him at any events or functions or wherever, restaurants, you'll know a little bit more about him. If you want to learn more, I'm going to have a blog post about him at kevinsbbqjoints.com. I'm at kevinsbbqjoints on all the social media. If you're listening to this on the podcast side, jump to the YouTube side. You can see photos in the montage, a bunch of his photos. But at the end, stay safe and visit your local barbecue joint. And Georgetown, and I had just talked to Chet, and Georgetown's a pretty cool city, right? Yeah, it's great. It's getting bigger, and a lot of uh, a lot of people from Austin are moving up this way, which I kind of love and hate. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. Of <laughs> but, course. Uh, but it's a great city, and I mean, the more... The more that starts happening, we start having more uh, restaurants and things. And so it's yeah. pretty great. Did you grow up in Georgetown? I didn't. I actually grew up in uh, on the West Coast. I uh, moved here four and a half years, almost five years now um, from the Portland, Oregon area. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's, that's interesting because I'm itching to move to Oregon. So you could tell me why did, well, but Portland, I'm not, I was thinking about going a little more south, more like Eugene, Salem, somewhere kind of. Yeah, I actually grew up when I was younger. I grew up in Southern Oregon down in uh, Medford area. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I don't even remember what year. We've been here about five years, and it was about nine or 10 years before that we were in the Portland area, but all before that, it was Southern Oregon. It's beautiful. It's really cold. It's really wet. When I got to Texas, I thought that I should have always been here. I love it here. So that's your, like, your inclination is heat and sun, and that's your, yeah. Yeah. What made you move to Georgetown? So uh, prior to living here, my family had started a coffee, kind of a coffee drive-through chain in the Northwest. And then um, we moved, I moved here to expand. We were expanding out this way. And that's how I ended up out here. Oh, what was it? What's the name of the coffee place? Uh, It's Black Rock Coffee Bar. You have uh, one in Oceanside and one in Vista. Okay. Uh, they're little like little drive-throughs there, but um, mostly in the Northwest. Quite a few here throughout Texas now, Arizona. So was that like a family thing, like your parents too, or is? Yeah, my um, my dad, my brother, and I, and then my brothers, like uh, brother-in-laws and father-in-law and stuff. Oh. We were all kind of kind of a, a big family uh, venture. Wow, is it fun? Uh it was. It was a lot of fun. I, I mean, it was incredibly fun. I actually. Couple of years back, I retired out of that, and so my brother's still heavily involved. But uh, gotcha. but it it was I mean it was really great. It's big now, and it's I love small business, and I love kind of growing smaller brands, and so it was it was good, but it was an adjustment as it grew. And it was starting to get probably to that point where you knew. Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah, it's pretty big now. I'm I don't even. I'm not even sure how many stores. I'm sure it's it's well over a hundred. I think now. That's um, pretty amazing. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a great business. Great coffee shop. Still go in there in the uh, local in here. Well, if there's one like when I, in Oceanside, when I go down to Heritage, I can stop by. Yeah. And, and anybody listening to this, they can stop by if they want to support the family. 
<laughs> for sure, for sure. And you know what's funny too is is I feel so stupid even saying this out loud. But when Starbucks first started appearing down here, and I kept thinking like I'm in Los Angeles, I'm like this is what is this? Like no one's gonna go. <laughs> obviously, I was wrong, but it just it didn't seem. And then the fact that you guys you guys started after Starbucks, right? Yeah, we um started in '08 and mm-hmm. opened up uh, in Beaverton, just outside of Portland, and just grew from there. Were you into photography then? Not, not really. I um, I That's always kind of I had that creative outlet side, but it was I never picked up a real camera. And actually, I didn't pick up a real camera until, gosh, just a couple of years ago. What was your creative outlet before? I love taking photos, but it was this. <laughs> it was that until finally I decided I need to get serious and start, you know, do having higher quality and better photos. And yeah, that's just, that was the same thing for me. And I realized if I'm going around to these places, it doesn't make sense to like, I think I, I went to one place and I had a GoPro and the girl had a nice Canon and, and like the PR girl was <laughs> and it was the GoPro had 4k. So it was nice, but she was like, really are you <laughs> and i started thinking well maybe i should at least dabble in now i'm like kind of addicted to buying gear and, and learning more about it but that's i'm and i'm excited and i want to delve during this into photography with you because you have a great eye and there's some some of my favorite photos are from you and and hopefully i'll remember to know exactly where to talk about those places but it's it's interesting for people now to watch this and say hey you know just a couple of years ago you do, you got into this or like heavily and look where you are right now and you're, you're really taking great photography and, and you're becoming known for that so that's kind of amazing yeah, huh? I, it's funny because I still look at myself as just a it's like a creative outlet it's a hobby kind of is the way I look at it and I don't think I'll ever feel like oh I've mastered this I like and I think that's what I love about it though is there's yeah always new stuff I'm trying to learn yeah and if you once you start to because I've been doing a lot of research there are a lot doing amazing work across the world like it's things that you're just I'm blown away by and it's it's great to see their eye and see what they're interested in and and how their take on it's everyone's take on the world and it's a a way to capture an it's it's pretty amazing so so then were you when did you get the handle barbecue and back squats so gosh <laughs> it was I think it was it was right around the time when COVID hit and the shutdowns were happening I started just documenting more just cooks because I was at home yeah. I was also working out at home a lot and trying to counteract some of that food I was eating yeah, yeah. Uh, so I was doing a lot of uh, both fitness and eating um, you don't see a whole lot of that on my Instagram or anything the fitness side although I do kind of post about the gym and my stories but that's kind of where the name came from and it just kind of it's funny I keep thinking oh I should switch it but everybody knows me as that now it, it's easy to remember now yeah it's, but it's also too like people probably don't know like I actually today I googled back squat to make sure I knew specifically what and it's it's where you have the bar behind you right when you're yep yep and then you squat down to like parallel and then stand it back up <laughs> yeah yeah that's cool and, and here's, a, here's a little a stupid thing, thing that I learned on TikTok yesterday did you know that not every 45 pound uh uh, was it what color? every weight or what, what not weight? What oh, every uh, not every 45 pound weighs the same. Like, if you go to a gym, they could be off like two or three pounds. Yeah, yeah, they're um, unless you get into the uh, not to delve too far into the weight side, but yeah. unless they're uh, like the like U.S. weightlifting or world weightlifting approved, a lot of times they're off, yeah, by a little bit, especially like the rubber plates that most people plates, have. That's what they're called, yeah, plates, okay, so yeah. The rubber ones are that would be consistent then I would imagine right. They I would say that they they're actually I mean they're close but the the fancy ones are actually kind of a I don't even know what it is it's like a hard almost seems like a hard case kind of around a plastic case around it. Okay yeah because they suppose because the guy said that he didn't realize it until he saw guys around a gym it was a really good gym going around and grabbing the ones that they preferred because they knew that it would be balanced. I just didn't I guess I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you have, so, but you have a gym at your house. Do you also go somewhere else? Or I do. A uh, good friend of mine also from Oregon who moved out here uh, has a gym. And uh, so it's great. He got my old coach back here and I love it. It's, it's great having the, the ability to do it at home, but 
it's really great going and doing group classes. And yeah. Why is that important? Is it important for motivation too, because it kind of keeps you accountable or? Yeah. I, and I, I mean, I need to do something. I'm, I'm getting old and uh, so <laughs> it's kind of a, a use it or lose it thing. And I, uh, I want to keep, you know, keep strength as much as possible. And like I said, I do like to eat a lot. So yeah. uh, it helps to kind of counterbalance that. When you were in Oregon, were you interested in barbecue at all? Uh, you know, it was more, yes, but it was more, I personally did more just grilling up there. We'd go to, there was a local little chain up there called Buster's and what I thought was real good barbecue at the of time. Course. First trip to Texas. And I went back and I was like, this is garbage. <laughs> um, I mean, it was great. It's all we had at the time, but now they've actually got quite a bit up there. Uh, Grassland oh, yeah. barbecue out in uh, Hood River. Yeah. I've been working with them to talk to them. Yeah. I mean, and then Matt's barbecue up there. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, Matt's is incredible. So those things weren't there before. So I just, I grilled pretty much. And then here just kind of deep dived and uh, started really getting into it and started smoking meats as well as grilling. And how did this progression happen with, with the brands and stuff? Cause so did you pull yourself like during COVID, did you pull yourself away from the company with your family and then want to go into marketing or something or how did it, it was it play uh, out? so long story, but I had the opportunity to like retire out of the coffee business. Oh, gotcha. So then we were, you know, at home pretty much locked up doing nothing. And I just started cooking a bunch and just posting about it. And that became my focus. And then uh, it's kind of funny, this progression, how it happened. So, you know, the uh, Nomad grills, the suitcase grills. Yeah, they're on my list of asking you about them. Yes. I got one of those and started using it and then got to know them pretty well. And they started using a bunch of my photos and it was just a real, you know, casual relationship. They're still great friends. They're really great people, but started doing that. And then um, through that process, uh, Snake River had seen what I was doing and stuff Uh and River uh, reached out and they've been incredible. I love, I mean, what a great company. Yeah. I was going to say, as far as I'm concerned, it's the best meat out there, but uh, I just love it. And they've been a great partnership uh, for me. So then that kind of fell into that. Gosh, I'm trying to think. So then after that, just kind of, as things progressed over the next year or so, Mill Scale was uh, in between photographers at the time. And I told Matt, Hey, you know, I'll jump in and you know if you need anything I really didn't I hadn't done anything that I would call like professional or anything at that point so I did a couple things for them and they're great guys I've known them for quite a while yeah like salt of the earth guys just the best for sure so they uh Matt was just you know he's like this just fits and just works you want to just pretty much do the bulk of our stuff and so it's almost been gosh a year now um that I've been shooting for them that's crazy. That's see, that's really neat. It's like you followed your passion and you were just showing what you're doing and it parlayed into things like you weren't, it wasn't like, I think that sometimes people in their heads think they need to be heavy handed with stuff and push things. And I think that the organic way out, I know in my mind just seems to work better. I totally agree. I'm very much that, uh, I always say like, I'm busy enough. I don't need to do anything mm-hmm. else. And I, so I just kind of, I'm, I'm happy in the background kind of, and then inevitably something comes up and it's another company will reach out or something. There's a Texas clothing. It's a men's clothing brand called Texas standard. Mm-hmm. Recently they reached out and we're like, Hey, you want to try shooting some stuff for us? And uh, we've hit it off. So I'm doing stuff for them now. Oh, cool. um, but that's another example though, of like, just what you were saying. I just was not trying to force anything, really trying to just hide back. It's just, you know, people just notice. And if I can do something like that, I'm convinced anybody can. Yeah. And also too, it's, uh, I bet you get a lot of requests from all these different companies because if I get them, I'm sure you, <laughs> I'm not out there shooting photos. You probably get from everybody. And I could name names that, that I've seen other people. Like I'm like, oh, they've contacted me 10 times and now you're, <laughs> you're repping yeah. them, which is fine. Like everyone's got their thing, but it's, you have to also probably say no, be, be able to say no and pick and choose properly and in the nicest way. For sure. Yeah. Well, and that, so let's, let's talk. I want to talk specifically about each company because I think that would be nice for people. If people are, don't know about Millscale, what should they know about Millscale? Gosh, they're, I mean, even 
I have the same opinion now that I had prior to working with them. I've got, I, I had a couple of their pieces before I had their fire table and one of their 94 gallon smokers before I started wow. shooting for them. The quality, that's the thing for me, hands down, it's like a piece that's going to outlive you for sure on everything they make. And it's, there's a lot of great pit builders out there. I mean, tons of great pit builders, but I just really love the aesthetic of theirs. It's it's a little overbuilt. It's a little uh, industrial, but it's still got a slight polished edge to it without getting too, it's definitely not fancy, you know, in that way. And I, I don't know. They're just super good guys too. That's uh, just, I can't say enough about them. <laughs> so, so you would, so you have the fire table, which fire table is that? Do they have a couple uh, different ones or? It's like the, I don't know if you've seen the one at Heritage, that big old long oh, yeah. table. It's like that, but it's a smaller version of that, the home version pretty much. Okay. And then you have the uh, 94, which is their backyard version, right? Yeah. And I love that. And it's great. Um, It suits what I do because I don't do a whole lot of, you know, big cooks or anything with the smoker. Although I've had an opportunity to cook on their 500s and a thousand and it's wild. They're, they're like Cadillacs. The 94 is great and runs smooth, but those big ones are just, uh, I feel like they just run on autopilot. They're just yeah. easy to run. So that is why they're one of the top choices for people. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Do you know offhand what their lead time is for the big guys, like the 500s and the thousand? You know, I okay. don't. They post on occasion. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I write them sometimes so I could ask them. But. And there, I would say, I think they're actually, I think it's better than it used to be. I think they were pretty backed up for a while, but I think they've gotten where they're, they can pump out pretty quick now on them. Yeah, and if people are following you, I'll put you all your information below. You post stuff about the 94 too, because that they're starting to kind of, they, that's like a product, not a production line, but that's something that they do in batches yeah yep for sure all their um a lot more of their like backyard cooker stuff they tend to do in yeah like batches to uh just get them out there and that way it kind of clears the shop out and stuff so yeah. and you can get like a slot for a certain month i'll say this is a month that these will be available and then yep yep and i think from what i remember when i was talking to them you could either have a shift which would be money or you can come pick it up right i think yep <laughs> yeah, but you have to have the ability like if you're across the country it's not going to work and then the fire, fire tools i found that a number of different companies that make pit builders that make fire tools sell out quickly mill scales sell out within like microseconds it seems yeah for sure they're uh the all that the tools they have that uh they work with uh daniel at iron grove are incredible pieces and they're all i've gotten to spend some time in his shop with them and yeah, i was going to talk about that that's a connection what is that connection there's uh so I don't remember how they initially got hooked up with him. I just know that they, yeah, that's yeah. who does it for him. And he's just a great guy. He's out there and um, is it, I think it's technically dripping spring. So it's just, just a little bit away from where they're located in Lockhart, but uh, it's incredible. That whole process. I've like forged my own knife with him. Uh, did a one oh, and stuff. And, I'm so jealous. Uh, that is knife forging and forging in general and i love glass blowing too but that forging anything it's i love that craft i love it so much i'm fascinated by it. i got maybe fire too is what and then taking something that that looks absolutely nothing like what you're creating it's awesome yeah it's that see it's that creative <laughs> yeah yeah and they, uh, iron grove makes knives too right yeah so they make knives they make those fire tools like the shovels the uh the pans they make uh kebab like skewers oh, yeah. their knife line is pretty incredible like all they do they do the you know the gauchos for mill scale and stuff but he also does batch releases of just his own personal stuff oh. and it's incredible what he does that's really cool okay, I'll, I'll put a, i'm gonna put a link to everything that we've talked to because and it's gonna sound like we're not this isn't an advertisement for people it's just celebrating people that are great at what they do and if you have like, intimate connections with a lot of these people. So that's why I want to, in your, in your story, I want to talk about those things, but with milk, with mill scale, have you, so you've gotten a chance to spend a lot of time with them. They do. And they do events too, right? They do. Yeah. They do some uh, like live fire events or they will have their equipment out at uh, various events for people to use, not to divert too much, but uh, I don't know if you know uh, the Tate's Tate farms up in Rockwall. Evan, I've heard of it. 
So I, they cook out at uh, Willie's place. So we were just out there cooking at Willie's place on mill scale equipment because uh, they bring it out to use. So that's, yeah, they definitely uh, do a little bit of everything there. Yeah. They should, people should pay attention to follow them too, because they have, they'll post their events a couple months in advance or at least a month in advance. Yeah. But with talk, and then also because we had talked about backtrack a little bit, can you tell, talk a little bit more about Snake River Farms? Because I think people have seen their name and they've heard about them, but they might not know a lot. And I think you can order, I think they ship too, right? Yep. Yeah, they do. Actually, my dad orders a bunch from them now too. <laughs> <laughs> smart. Um, so they're, uh, they're like the original, like American Wagyu company. They back, gosh, I don't even remember when it was, maybe the seventies or eighties, the family brought in the Wagyu cows and started just really kind of refining that they're really incredible what they do on the genetic side, um, just to really create the most marble, just delicious meat. They're just awesome. They're a very cool company. They seem they seem a lot bigger. I mean, they're big, but they seem a lot bigger than they are. When you really get in the inner workings, they really are just this tight knit, pretty like smaller, you know, mid-sized company that's really incredible. Yeah, they definitely seem like a bigger company. And it's out, they have great branding. They've done a, a great job with, with everything that they've done. What are your favorite cuts from them? Uh, my Probably my most favorite is uh, the Zabuton or the Denver. It's just a, you know, a steak about like yay big, but it's this, I don't know how to explain it. It's got the perfect marbling and the way that it's cut and everything. If you, <laughs> if you fry it, which is going to sound weird, but if you, if you take it in a pan of like wet, uh, tallow and just fry it up in there, it gets a nice crispy crust on the outside and you get that medium rare on the inside. It's just, it's the best bite in my opinion. Wow. And, and I think Denver is almost like an old time cut like it's an old-fashioned butcher cut right the yeah i believe so because it's not it's not a real popular one and people don't really like talk about it much but it's i mean once you've had it it's incredible wow okay well that's a good to know everybody's like all of a sudden it's sold out um, <laughs> uh, let's hope i have that back. but also are those pecana are, are you getting those from I am. And they, um, they don't always have them, but when they do, I mean, that's a, another, I mean, you, I'm sure you've had Pecana, but, uh, when you have the, the snake river ones, because it's a Wagyu and it's got just that beautiful fat on it, that fat cap just renders down so nice uh, with salt on it. Yeah. Just that. yeah, pretty much. That's all it needs. You really don't need, I mean, I'll put different things on various cuts of theirs but when it comes to something like that it's yeah usually just salt yeah meat loves salt it does it really i don't i think and it's it's hard because i'm a dinger my mom and she's on a salt restricted diet so i've been but i've realized that like when i've been cooking with meats and stuff it's not like it's not the same as like salting a dish because it, it kind of burns off a little bit or kind right, of right. it doesn't it's not the same but so i'm able to kind of play with it a little more without it causing issues with it but but it is funny it's funny too like when shopping for this is such a stupid aside i don't know if i'll keep it but shopping for salt-free items in the market is just the hardest thing i'll bet it's wild it's amazing how many things like for everything has salt it's, it's, it's but it makes sense salt's delicious are there events that they're are they in texas uh they're in uh boise actually boise, okay and um, they, once a year, all of us who, uh, the, I mean, I hate the term, but the like influencer ambassador crew with them, we ambassador all, I like ambassador, kind of, <laughs> it's still we so all, uh, <laughs> I just, I feel like once again, just kind of, I don't feel like I'm, I'm not an influencer. I'm just yeah. a guy, what I do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah, it's, it's a weird term. It's, it's, and it's become even worse, but yeah, yeah. To connect people connected that in your way. Yeah. For sure. But yeah, so they'll have us all out about once a year and we do this thing called fall feast. It's incredible. Last year, some of us cooked a little but usually, you know, they just do all the cooking and just kind of have us have a good time. It's great because they sent out like uh, the nomad guys were out there with us at luck too. And um, they had sent them some like tomahawks and stuff. So we got to cook out there at Willie's with the uh, with snake, oh. which was such a good full circle for me. I'm like, you know, cooking on nomads and mill scale and we're cooking snake river. It was. <laughs> wow. That's really cool. Did was Willie there? Yeah. Yeah. He's there. He's, I mean, he's pretty, you know, I mean, he's almost 90, so he doesn't come out and interact a lot, but he goes up and performs. Uh, it's pretty incredible. In the last year, just doing events out there, I think I've seen him like four or five times and 
Oh, it's cool. pretty special yeah yeah he's a special human it's like he's like there's certain national treasures that are still alive like a person like tootsie there's yeah. but it's it's and like even dolly parton it's just like there's certain people you're like wow it's like when they go god forbid like it's just it's just it's i'm glad that we've lived amongst the, the in a time when they lived too so, for sure for uh, sure they've shared a lot and then with the um i wanted to ask you with the nomad are you still connected to nomad is that something you want to talk about or yeah it, yeah i don't I, it's funny, I don't do a lot. I'm pretty busy with, with uh, mail scale all the time, but I do still cook on it. And uh, then it just inevitably, I still end up going to events where I'm, you know, cooking on nomads with the nomad crew now. They're what is it? What is it about? Like, it's explain it because it's it looks like a suitcase. So it looks it's like, yeah, it looks like a suitcase that's uh, that like maybe James Bond would carry. Yeah. It uh, looks like it could handle a, you know, bomb explosion, but uh it's uh inside it's got like a clamshell that holds everything in there so you can cook with it and it keeps most of the heat i mean it gets warm but it, it keeps most of the heat off of the surfaces around where you're cooking and then when you're done you can close it up and seal the latches and it holds all the ash and everything inside so as soon as it's cooled down wow. you can throw it in your trunk throw it in your closet do you do you use charcoal for that or do they people you okay yeah, it's uh charcoal works great in it. You also can use wood. I've used wood in there before. I'll sometimes I'll do charcoal with some wood chips in it. And it seems like they're growing and growing. And how did your connection with Brady? And he doesn't go by M Brady Clark. So he goes by Brady, right? He goes by Brady. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I even Brady... interviewed him. I don't think I ever said M once. <laughs> it's kind of a crazy story. So just the magic of Instagram and social media is. Yeah. Before I moved here, I was just looking at different hashtags for Georgetown and stuff to see, like, is this where I want to live? And somehow I came across his profile and I was like, oh, wow, this guy's a really amazing graphic artist. And so yeah. I I got a hold of him. It was like, hey, or I started following him, I think is what happened. And then he started following me. And then he reached out and was like, you're moving out here. And I'm like, yeah. He said, well, let's get together when you come out. So within, I think, a week of being here, we were already meeting up at the local pizza place. And uh, it was pretty wild because he's so he's the the person I've known the longest here in Texas and ah. uh, just such a good guy. So well connected. I actually jumped in for, gosh, I think it was like six or seven months and kind of was part of brisket country with him. And then it got to be I I had just retired of the coffee thing of prior jumped into brisket country and I was just kind of overwhelmed with the amount of work because he's popular and you know yeah, definitely. so I actually kind of stepped back from being an official part of that but I'm still his sidekick on when he cooks and when he needs some photos or anything so I'm still tied in with him okay can you can you explain kind of what Brady does so for people that might yeah. not know uh it's so it's uh his company's brisket country it's a uh marketing i mean he goes it goes beyond barbecue but it uh, the bulk of it centers around uh the barbecue uh barbecue and grilling the food like sauces he does uh like uh he just recently revamped uh tuffy stones yeah. uh labels for his uh rubs and whatnot um brother tennessee did all the burn ends sauces right for john brother yeah yeah is it incredible that kind of it wasn't a full rebrand. They just kind of tweaked what he had prior, but uh, Brady's just so good at that. He just really made it like, he just elevated it that much. So he does kind of just like that. I'm trying to, he does. Uh, I, just, I just talked to Dustin at, at Mule Skinner. I want to say it right. Mule Skinner Smoke Rigs. And he did yeah. all of his branding and it looks just badass. It looks great. Yeah. Mule Skinner. He does, uh, gosh, he's done stuff for Snows. He does uh, Interstellar stuff. Koi. And Koi, uh, right? Koi. Um, he does a bunch. I don't know if everybody knows, but he does like a hardcore carnivore, uh, Jess Prowl stuff. He does like all that stuff. I think it's, I think he's had some stuff on his site that shows that he did that. I think so. And then he does heritage stuff, all heritage. Yeah. And the heritage stuff's great because I think it's gone slightly. I mean, in my opinion, it's slightly different than a lot of the stuff that he does out here. Or he's done mm -hmm. for uh, like a rub stuff so i really uh i love his stuff he did yeah. and if someone sees the oceans uh, maybe i'll try to picture picture when we're talking about it but the oceanside building 
he did the entire because when I was talking to Danny, he's like, Yeah, Brady's gonna do the entire he got the paint scheme and everything. Yeah, that's he's so uh, good at that. Yeah, definitely. I'll put a, a link to Brisket Country and all that below because that's that's definitely killer. That's amazing. So then so so when when you were doing working with him, were you working more on the photography side or just everything? Yeah, it was uh more on the photography side and um it was basically just with clients of his doing you know photo stuff but it was starting to get into large scale like we want to revamp our website and we want all of our products reshot and stuff and it was just it was a lot it was a lot That's <laughs> and like I, say, I still think of myself as a hobbyist that does it <laughs> for a creative outlet so it was kind of a little overwhelming yeah so, so let's let's talk about photography then what camera did you choose to go into and why? So I chose a, I chose a Sony a seven three and it was purely, well, for a couple of things, I, I just started anytime someone had a camera, I would ask to look through it. And it was really a feel of what my eye felt looking through. Oh. So I was like, you know, I looked through Nikons and I mean, they, Nikons are great. Look through Canon. They're great. But every Sony I ever looked through, there was just something about the way that it looked. It was just this, it was what I felt like I wanted. So then I started researching the Sonys and the a7 III seemed like it was big enough, a good enough jump to get into like a professional camera without going way deep into, you know, costing a whole bunch yeah there's times i think i want to upgrade but at the same time that a7 threes it's just a workhorse so you've been staying you've stayed with that a7 three the whole time i have yeah and i i love it and i i've got i pretty much i mean got a couple different lenses but i almost primarily use a it's a tamaron uh basically a knockoff of this the g master um it's just it does what i need it to do because mostly i'm taking I think I take portraits is the way I think of it. I take portraits of food, portraits of people and portraits of steel, you know, machines. <laughs> yeah. So is that, is that a, a 20, what is it? A 20 to 70? What is it? A... It's a, what is it? It's like a 28, 70 or something like that. I can't remember the exact specs on it, okay. um, but it's a, it doesn't, I mean, there's times where I could use maybe a little more zoom, but most of the time I have more like that journalistic approach. So I like to really get in there. Like I like to get like right behind people sometimes and stuff to get the shot. I don't like sitting way back and just, you know, zooming in. On it. So it, how, did, it, how did you, how did you get that? Because, because I've, I follow around, I don't know if you know, John Troxel. Yeah. Troxell. He's great. So amazing. And I, I met him in early days at a pop-up at Moose and he was doing some photography and then he kind of, not took me under his wing, but let me, whenever I'd be with him at something, follow him around and watch him work. And he'd give me advice and tell me little things, but he was taking a picture of this guy doing, and he got like jumped in and it was almost like, cause I didn't have the guts to do it, but it was almost like you have a, you have a camera and you're a photographer, at least in your mind. And so if you do it, they'll like people and they want to get a good, get good photos of their product, but it's just, what was that moment where it switched, where you felt comfortable getting so close in? I think, I mean, I still, I'm still not always comfortable. Like if I don't know, you know, or people don't know who I am or anything, I, I always feel weird. I think, I don't know. I think it was just from shooting food because especially shooting food on my phone, because when I would cook you and you're only using a phone, you got to get right down in the fire almost. Right. Cause I'm doing a lot of like meat cooking shots and stuff. Yeah. So I think it was that, and then it just kind of translated that. And I think I, as I got more comfortable just being, you know, who's that guy, you know, some guys here, but having a camera, I think is like you were saying, when you have a camera, it kind of gives you a little bit of license yeah. to just get in there. And I think that and if was it looks, And if it looks a little bit more professional than just like a point and shoot camera, they think you must either. Yeah. Well, I think you could pull it off better. No, it's just, it's just an interesting thing because I just, I just didn't want to invade people's space, but you have to get really good shots. Sometimes you, you gotta have to, and you have to get behind the scenes. Yes. And I think, yeah, I think that's the way too. I just, my style is that I want, when I'm trying to shoot, I try to make you feel like you're there. 
I'm not going so much for like an edit that's just a style or whatever. I really love taking photos that just really puts you in the action. So I think that's why I've always kind of been a little bit like that. And, and you also too, it seems like, and I might be wrong, but it seems like you have a, a fondness for shadows. And I, I'm always playing. I love light and shadows and I do love stuff. I don't want things to look fake, but I, but I want a little saturation pop. And in that, I love when like blacks look really black a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I tend to lean a little bit on that side. And like I say, playing with light is so much fun. Yeah. So I, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's infinite. Yeah. It's, and I think, and that, that kind of leads to me to what I had mentioned earlier. <laughs> It was a trip, I think that, was it a trip to Marfa or something that you did? Like it was a couple years ago or? Yeah, Brady and I went out there. Uh, it was, a, I believe it was an anniversary, one of the anniversaries of Convenience West. Okay. And so we went out and cooked with uh, Mark and Kaki and the crew out there. And then Dave Bonner from Green Street Meats met us out there. And uh, Don from Koi was out there as well. Yeah. But there's some photos. I'll try to find them. But there was like one of a of a woman. It was a... khaki. Yeah, she was right. I, I know which one you're talking about because that was actually a. So you know how I mean, you'll know this. You have breakthrough moments in your photography where you just something just clicks and the conditions are right, and you change your style a little bit because just something the light goes on. <laughs> that was one of those moments. She was standing there probably about five feet from the window in the front of the, the shop. And so the light was coming down just right. And she was just filling, I think, barbecue sauce cups or something. Yeah. It was just this like, yeah, every, the conditions were just perfect. And so that whole trip actually changed a lot of how I shoot. Wow. That's interesting. And that that's probably good for a lot of young photographers or new photographers is, you know, you just have to keep trying and keep exploring and that, that's like I, when I've interviewed photographers, I've asked, how do you find your voice? Some of them feel like they have, and I feel like I haven't, but I think maybe like, it's interesting. That was a pivotal moment. And I remember seeing it and I thought, this guy is good. Like, this is good. Like he captured something special there. That was really special. I had the same feeling. I was like, how did I do that? It's what I, it's like, yeah. the, that's an incredible shot. Yeah. Can I re, can I replicate it? That may have been the first time I looked at something I did and was like, wow. Mm -hmm. Like, I really love that. Yeah, there's, yeah, because a lot of times you probably like, this part looks amazing, but I, you know, this is, like, it's, yeah, it's tough to, it's interesting. And do you take, do you take them in, take them in the Lightroom, but you probably have your, it's interesting to look, I'm sure you now know, like, you'll see, like, Lerma has his style, like, you could tell their edit style, too. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's funny, I love Lightroom, and I used to try to use it as little as possible, and I still try to capture the shot how I want it with yeah. as minimal of editing as necessary but because Lightroom's so amazing and you can really bring those shadows up and stuff I've started using it a lot heavier and I've actually where I used to hate editing I actually really enjoy it now <laughs> that's great no I'm starting to kind of learn it and I'm I'm gonna maybe take an online class just a little learn everything about it because there's so many different things. But it was so so funny. I went out one day and I took all these pictures at noon, and it's like noon's the the, the kind of the dumbest day to take, dumbest time of day to take photos because everything's kind of washed out. And so I thought I had all these photos. And I'm like, you know, and I went into my room and I did exposure. And I moved the exposure. And I'm like, oh wait. There's like like that's just so weird. It was like they turned into okay photos. Yeah, it's, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, it it is it is weird. Well, that's that's and that. So then, are there places, barbecue places that are really special to you? And then, are there barbecue places that you want to visit or you're looking forward to visit? Yes, I'm sure there's a lot, but like, we can gosh, do, yeah, there's a, there's a lot. I was just say, I know it's cliche, but snows is always great, and we're lucky enough to live gosh, 45 minutes to an hour away. So we go there fairly often, but it's just special. That experience is just special. I, it's funny because a lot of my, like a lot of it's relational. Do you know what I mean? Like the food is amazing at these places and stuff, but I was like, Interstellar is one of my favorites, but John and Leslie are actually really good friends too. And that's yeah. that has a lot to do. I, I love chef driven barbecue myself. So just thinking once again, friends, but uh, Koi is if you've ever had koi, like it's, it's unlike anything else that I've had. And I love it. The flavor combos are just so good with the curry and the pho and 
And he's thinking, sure. you can tell because he, he's thinking about things on a different level. For sure. And I think that's for me, I love, yeah, just when something is clearly like a chef driven menu, it really is like what does it for me. Like classic barbecue is great and it works for a lot of people, but I've had so much of it. Yeah. I want something that feels like, uh, like you'd eat at a nice restaurant or a fancy restaurant kind. And that's where I lean a lot. Yeah. Are there places outside of California, outside of Texas that you haven't been to that you're itching to go to? I mentioned earlier Grasslands up in Hood River. I really want to go check them out because what they're doing, I think, is something really special because it feels so much like a Texas thing, but it definitely has that Northwest flair. So I really want to visit there. Um, Heritage is always just, I mean, I know it's right there for you, but like for people who haven't been, it's incredible too, because it's clearly chef driven, but it keep draws from so many, I think uh, just uh, ethnic food types and stuff. And I think because he's got a deep staff of different ethnicities and stuff who are all like really well-trained, you know, so it's, I, and and he lets them run with it. It just, yeah. yeah. When I interviewed Lennon, talking about just like his background alone was crazy. And then the stuff talking about, well, if we have leftover this, then this chef will do this and this. And I'm like, no one else is doing. Yeah. And then the other, and I, it's another relationship thing. He, I know he does great stuff, but I've never been as uh heart Tyler Hart. He, I know he's got his brick and mortar now and I really want to make it up there and see him. Definitely, yeah, for a million reasons. I think, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Jesus, I he's someone that I just I love. I picked him up at the airport to take him to Moose, I think, a while back before the pandemic, and it was just so fun. Like, it was just like I had been friends with him for a hundred years. It was, yeah, he's he, a good, yeah, dude. he's that guy that just randomly I'll just wake up and be drinking coffee one day and I'll get a text from him that just just thinking about you. I hope you're doing good. I'm like, that's just, for me, that's like I say, relationships. That just mm-hmm. doesn't, like, I got to get up there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I want to, I want to support, like, there's certain people like that. Like, I want to support everything you do. And I want you to be successful in your own right, because I know, and it's, and he's a family guy. He loves his parents. And it's like, just, uh, yeah, it's very special. Yeah. That's and then definitely. the, I don't know, you probably know, like, it is, he comes from like a family of artists too. Um, which really intrigues me because I'm if you can't tell I'm heavy on the creative thing I just love in any aspect of your life whatever your medium is I love people just being creative yeah what's there do you have a favorite artist right now are there some artists that you follow online that you could share I would love that my favorite right now is she's wonderful I got to actually meet her out once again at Willie's she was out there um Laura Goodson if you haven't discovered her she's incredible um her, her art's at uh Fijis, right at Fijis Spring yeah, Ranch. yeah that's right it's all over Fijis. um so i really like her stuff right now john flaming yeah. john's stuff is always incredible i love pop i'm a big like pop art kind of fan and so mm-hmm. what i'm really digging to is when people like do the cowboy art but in a pop art style mm-hmm. that really does it for mm-hmm. me um kevin chupik c-h-u-p-i-k okay he has this really interesting, it's very, it's cowboy art, but it's very like mid-century inspired. Oh. And uh, I'm a huge fan of mid-century architecture, yeah. just everything about mid-century stuff. And he somehow marries the two incredibly. So that's kind of currently those are. That's cool. a dream of mine would be to go shoot his studio because I think that would just be like, uh it's so funny. That's where my mind always goes with these people too. And that's where I get a little sheepish because I'm like, ah, I'm just a guy with a camera, but I would love to, all of those artists I just mentioned, I'd love to just go and like put my eye on yeah. their, you know, just their studio. For sure. Like I would love to, I'd love to travel the country and go to like welders and woodworkers and makers like knife makers and all these people and just shoot their, I would and spend time with them and learn. That would be just, ideal if you could do that and make a living off of that that would just be so yeah. cool. It's, it's really cool it's that's awesome so I, I wanted to ask about georgetown is there somewhere you could recommend for people if they're coming to visit georgetown what are some places they should go to for sure well the golden rule which brady is involved in um yeah. great food great bar um they get keep getting named like one of the best bourbon bars out there and stuff it's great then also coming soon, do you know, uh, you know, the Rosslers? Yeah. 
Um, Rosslers are going to be popping up, I think, a couple days a week down here, down near the square in Georgetown. Oh, good I'm for that. Super excited because they're, once again, just incredible people. Yeah. Well, someone um, today texted me and said, Have you ever talked to Steven? I said, Yeah, I did like four years ago. I, like, I, I haven't talked to him recently because he's, I would love to catch up. Yeah. Such good. Kristen, they're such nice people. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're so great. So they're, I'm oh, super cool. excited because they're going to be, We've been at a drought for barbecue in Georgetown for quite some time. And so now having them down at least a couple days a week is going to be so good. Oh, that's cool. That That's good for people to look forward to. Georgetown, where they're that cafe, like a famous classic cafe, like an old timey place to get pies and stuff. Is that in Georgetown or am I thinking somewhere there, else? There's a place, was there a place. A Monument Cafe. Yeah. Is it, that a famous yeah, place? It, it feel I'm not sure if it's famous, but it, it's uh it's iconic. It's kind of a yeah. deco building, and inside it's very old time dinerish. Um, yeah. It might be what you're thinking. I think of. that's what I'm thinking, and I think I I might have seen something with Matthew McConaughey there for something like a. a that would not like surprise that. me actually. I think his um, I think his mother lived at Sun City for a while, which is the big retirement community here. Um, so I'll bet you yeah I bet you it was him yeah yeah probably cool well then and then what's what's your favorite thing to cook right now other than the denver steak like what's some let's just like kind of wrap it up with like what you what what have you been cooking lately how do you feel confident enough to like you and brady to cook because like that's not your background but you're like cooking it at all these events i'm like it's, how the hell are they doing that we we take it pretty easy a lot of times we default to i mean we get creative with stuff but a lot of times we default to say smash burgers because brady's a master at smash burgers so we do those quite a bit we've done some different like skewers and stuff i'm most comfortable like at events like that just jumping in with somebody and just cooking like tomorrow i'm actually helping uh john at interstellar he's doing a it's burgers actually Uh, Austin Monthly has their like best burger list and he made the list. And so we're cooking those tomorrow and helping them out. But when I'm at home, gosh, it's a little bit of everything. Oh, well, how was that with Palmyra? Uh, That was incredible. And once again, because it was real out of the box. So you've got John who's chef driven, you know, barbecue. Then you've got uh, Hector who is from uh, what is it? South Carolina, I believe. Mm -hmm it's totally different than what Texas barbecue is. And it was incredible because of that. It was for me, I love like, he's got this uh, hog head hash that he makes. Uh, and it was this, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like sweet and savory and it's almost like a gravy on It's just, uh, it's incredible. And so he's, yeah, and he's pulling it. from his roots from that Cuba. I think it's from Puerto Rico yes, or Cuba or something. Uh, I think it's, Puerto Rico, if I'm not mistaken. And it's, yeah, everything. Once again, he's the level of, that's something I need to go visit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've been working back and forth trying to talk to him too. It's like Grasslands, all these people that you're talking to, I've been like, kind of haven't, but I've had to cancel a bunch of them because my mom's stuff, but it's, but there is like, this is so, uh, yeah, it's such a fun world. And it's fun that the world still, the barbecue world itself is still expanding and changing and evolving it's amazing for sure i think and that's what i think it's exciting to me is the fact that it is evolving and changing because uh it's barbecue so much more than just you know the basic trinity of meats Mm -hmm. like what you can do with those meats is like infinite and love that it's being pushed that way in a lot of people's menus definitely oh here was the last question is there a favorite sausage that you had recently from somebody you know (laughs) <laughs> pretty much anything that bill dumas <laughs> makes he yeah. it's like some of them are really crazy and out of the box but uh he's just incredible i think he made this uh jerk chicken one that once again very different yeah. but i think that's why i liked it because you're so used to you know being like heavily on the like uh pork sausage and stuff yeah. and then he throws a jerk chicken in the mix and it's completely different than anything so Wow. That's killer. Yeah. I would love to, like, I, I'd love to spend a week with Bill. Like I, he's just such a interesting character, but his mind for sausage, it's like, it's, it's funny how uh, with this barbecue world, people eventually, it seems like they find their place. Like a lot of people like that became that that's, that's his true passion. And that's something that's 
taking him all over the world. That's just wild. For sure. So thank you so much for taking the time. This was great getting to know you and also selfish of me because I wanted to get to know you. So thank you for, <laughs> thank thank you. You for taking great an hour to know you time. too. And it wasn't nearly as awkward as I was thinking I'd be, <laughs> but I do. I get in front of a camera and I'm just like, like, what do I do with my hands kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. And then people have said like, I've, because I've been like, I'm not the, I'm definitely not the best at doing this. And I'm also just not, uh, this wasn't my thing before, but once I started doing them, I just figured I wanted to do them just because I thought there's something to do while I was helping my mom. And then after a while, like I've inter I interviewed, um, it was like, I think I met like Nolan from before barbecue and Boba. And he's like, I don't want to do it. I don't like doing, it. I did something with Matt Pittman and I was like nervous. And, and so after we did it, he's like, ah, oh, Kevin, I, that was great. That was so easy. Like I didn't, so I tried to make it conversational. That's because I, I hope that people like that. I don't know. Who knows? I, it, it makes it, it makes it great for me because I think it felt a lot more comfortable than being actually interviewed. <laughs> exactly. And also too, people, a lot of times people make them live or they don't edit them and they're kind of they're just lazy. They just want to pop it online. And so it's, I feel like if I edit it, then like, cause, it, cause I'll have a lot of likes or ums or whatever, and, and, or you'll have pregnant pauses and stuff. And I want to make it kind of, you know, I want you to set like the whole goal. I don't care how I look. I want you to, I want people to, to see you and like you. And so it also too, I'll be able to, like I said, I'm starting to cut some of these down and some of them are doing, you know, like, like it's funny. Like I put that Tootsie one on and I was like 20,000, almost 20,000 views. I'm like, who the heck? But like just for my one minute weird thing that I, but it was funny. It was about her retiring and she was like, I feel honored that she talked to me twice. I just like, that's in my soul. I feel good that she. Yeah, no, that's good. She's, it's funny. I, I've seen her kind of uh, in the last few years come out a little bit more uh, with into the public a little bit because she was, she's funny. Like you go out there and sometimes she's just sitting back and not really, you know, coming out. But yeah. now, Last time I was out there, she wasn't there because she was at some event representing Snows at this event. And I was like, Holy wow, like she's definitely like, she's doing the, like the PR circuit. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. You know, and then when I talked to Carrie about, he's like, sometimes he's like, you just stay away from Tootsie. She's in a bad mood and you just <laughs> stay away. <laughs> it was just, it was awesome. And I said too, like when I talked to Carrie, he's like, oh yeah, I had, I had a stroke and I had all this like, we're like, holy shit. <laughs> it's just, it's just a, I, this, it's been a really weird this whole journey of doing these interviews is, and i have like so much interesting b-roll that i'll never use but all right have a have a good one thank you for taking the time have a good weekend excellent you too thank you right, take care